more than a uh, heroin addict. They stand or sit, does it matter? Oh, I'm gonna sit. I mean, I didn't stand. I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand. It feels better standing. God damn it! Thanks, Tyler, for having me. I, he like mentioned it in passing that I might lead or do ten minutes uh, open up for him or whatever. Uh, but but he just sprung it upon me right now. So so here I am. Uh, sobriety dates January 30th, 2017. Um, I take some credit. <laughs> Like when I'm like full of myself, I take credit, but truly that's, that goes to a higher power. Like I cannot stay sober. Um, I'm a fairly gnarly junkie that like lives his life in treatment in jail or homeless. Um, like just down the street, like, you know, a year before I got sober, I used to sleep in like the bushes next to the CVS and shit. Like this is how I live life, you know? <laughs> I, uh, um, I, I cannot stop doing heroin without methadone. I can't stop drinking without doing heroin. Um, and I can't stop doing all that shit without, without a spiritual solution. Um, so, so, you know, I, I did my own thing for like uh, a long time. I first went to AA. Um, I, I went to treatment when I was 14 years old. They took me to AA meetings. Um, I didn't hear anything or do anything because why would I? I was 14. Um, and I'd be in and out of these rooms for the next 13, 14 years. Um, and, uh, People would always tell me, you know, like, oh, we have a solution to your problem, which is basically yourself. And I didn't understand that or know that, you know, like I didn't realize that the drugs and the alcohol were not the problem. Um, it was me, you know, it was crazy because you take the drugs and the alcohol away from me and like, I am fucking worse off. Like, I don't feel good. Like if I'm not living by spiritual principles, like, and like connected to some, something greater than myself, like. I cannot live life. I just simply can't do it. Like, like I said, like I'm homeless in jail or in treatment. And that's how my, that's the best my life gets on my own accord. And then um, I'm not even, I don't even know what time, what time am I supposed to stop? So I know, damn it, Tyler. No, I know here. Let me time myself real quick. I got you. You got me. Okay. I know. I know. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, uh, fuck. I did heroin for, 12, 12 years, um, crack, cocaine, methamphetamine, alcohol, like, like I cannot not get loaded. That's, that's, that's my default. Um, so, so, uh, so yeah, so I, I guess I'll start from kind of the beginning. I grew up in Orange County, uh, in North Orange County. And I always say North Orange County because I like to think of myself as more badass than South Orange County people, but that's fucking bullshit. That's like me and my ego and pride and being just like a fucking arrogant asshole. Um, but yeah, so I, I grew up in Orange County. I got sober in Orange County. So it's kind of like uh, like all this stuff about like, oh, I can't, I can't do it where I grew up. It's just too familiar and too like too many triggers. Like that's bullshit. Like you can get sober literally anywhere um, if you're willing to put in the work. Like this is that's something that I didn't realize, you know, I thought that I could come to meetings like this uh, with the homies, you know, and just sit around. So, and I did this so many times and it never got through to me that it didn't work, but I'd sit in meetings, listen to shares kind of in the back with my head, one headphone in, one headphone out, you know, and wonder why I couldn't maintain sobriety and wonder why I couldn't maintain like a decent life. So, so yeah, and, and I was baffled by it. And people would always tell me the truth though. Like people would always be like, look, you fucking, you, you get through this, uh, through this work with another man and you just might have a, a decent life. 
And I'd be like, oh, and like these guys that have been in and out of prison their whole lives would tell me this shit. And I'd be like, you don't fucking get it. <laughs> you know? It's like, that's me. Like arrogant, self-centered, cannot fucking listen to other people. Um, the root of my trouble is that I'm selfish and I'm self-centered. Uh, from an early age, uh, like before ever doing drugs or, or drinking, I, I remember this is a perfect illustration of how selfish and self-centered I am. My mom's um, like godchildren got killed in a uh, boating accident uh, and she came home distraught, like crying, just a mess. And I remember I wanted her to stop crying, but not because like I felt bad for her. It's because I did not like the way it made me feel that she was crying. Seriously, if I look back on it, this is how I operate my whole life. I don't care about other people, <laughs> like seriously. Um, I mean, I do, that's not true entirely, but, but without, without a spiritual solution, without like spiritual principles, I don't. And that's how I operate. So, um, so yeah, so I, uh, man, I, uh, it was a long road, a long, painful road. I, um, my, my life took me out to Detroit for a couple of years. I, I fucked around out there. Um, things got progressively worse, picked up a gnarly crack habit and fucking, you know, out here it's meth out there. It's crack and fucking like, I, <laughs> I thought that going out there and like working at my family's funeral home and like fucking just like, like being on methadone and a different place in Southwest Detroit, my life might get better, but <laughs> it turned out it just got significantly worse. And then I thought I'd come back to California for treatment, you know, uh, by the way, I've been to treatment tons of times. And, and if you've been to treatment more than once, obviously treatment is not the answer. If you're still if you're like new or or in treatment again it's like this like this treatment thing will not keep you sober it just won't if you're a real deal alcoholic or drug addict as the as the big book describes um so yeah so i i go in and out of treatment in and out of the rooms not do a fucking thing wonder why i couldn't stay sober and like uh man i uh i finally so i came back out here uh trying to run away from myself i caught up with myself back out here um, went out for a whole other year, but before that year, I'd, I'd opened the book for the first time with another guy. Um, we got to, we got to like, like halfway through step one out of the big book, meaning like I fucking read like the, the forwards, the preface, the, the doctor's opinion and Bill's story. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe this chick will work. You know, maybe if I just like hook up with this chick and like hang out with her and just go to meetings, I'll be fine uh well like i wasn't fine <laughs> doing just that so like i went out for a whole other year uh again things got progressively worse and then i landed uh in a place where i about 100 uh, like 70 pounds less and just like just fucking dying just dying of my alcoholism because this is alcoholism by the way it's an ha meeting but i die of alcoholism um and i ran into this guy again and he looked at me he's like fuck dude do you want to do the work or not bro and I really didn't, I did not want to put in the effort, but I, some, something compelled me to say yes. And it was fucking trippy because something compelled me to pick up the phone every day and call him. And something compelled me to meet up with him every week and sit with him and fucking read the book. And then something compelled me to do that fucking writing for that four step. And then something further compelled me to share that, that fifth step with him, which was I mean, I was not, I did not feel free after that. So it's a, like, for me, I felt, I was shocked at, um, like this veil had been lifted of this delusion of, of this, uh, of this thing, like this idea that I had of myself. 
Um, I was shocked and fucking pissed off and not happy about it because my delusion was smashed. And I knew from that point on, I couldn't play the victim anymore. And I couldn't fucking get loaded the way I wanted to because I knew that I, it was all my fault to begin with. It was all fucking me. I'm, a, I'm an eternal victim. It's all, the reason why I get loaded is because the world sucks ass and because you suck ass. My, the way I was raised suck, sucks ass, but like, that's not the case. It's like, I like the effect produced and I'm a selfish, self-centered scumbag. And that's why I get loaded. So, <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> then the next super uncomfortable thing is like, I have to go make amends to all the people that I wronged. Biggest spiritual experience though. Cause like an arrogant asshole like me needs to be checked by, by crazy shit. Like, like admitting he's wrong, you know, looking someone dead in the eye and be like, look, I fucked up. Like, what can I do to make this right? And seriously mean it. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, three minutes. Cool. Um, I, uh, I got in touch with a higher power. I was like, I thought I was some fucking, some atheist. Cause it was cool to be an atheist. It turns out that's fucking bullshit. I was just an agnostic. And then, and then now I believe in like God, it's crazy. It's like everything that I thought I knew about myself and about life was not right. Seriously dead wrong. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, I get connected to this higher power that like has seriously changed my like I said in the beginning, I would not be that. Um, so if you got hangups about higher power stuff, like, look, there's simple ways to go about it. And your sponsor, if you get one and you work the steps, like they'll guide you in the direction and they'll put your hand in whatever entity there is out there that brings people back from the gates of fucking death, which is, I've seen it in tons of people since I've been sober in the last four years. And it's fucking seriously a crazy miracle. And then you know, as, as a crazy, as like a scumbag junkie like me, like I don't, I don't have purpose in life. My only purpose is to suck people dry and to fucking just like take everything off this planet, you know, uh, that I possibly can. And then, and then I come to the 12 step fellowship, you know, H-A-A-A. And they're like, look, dude, fucking you get through the steps. And now like, now you owe. And I, like, I seriously owe, like, that's why I sponsor people today is because I owe a debt that I will never pay off. But but working off that debt is giving me a purpose today that seriously is like no other, you know, and it's not something that I've, it, that's the fourth, that's being rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence for me is like being able to be of use to someone else other than myself, which is something I was not capable of doing before. Um, <clears throat> today, you know, you know, I was, you know, I was like a homeless junkie and now like, I live in a house, you know, I, I have a full-time job. I go to school at Saddleback College, decent, boring, day in, day out, monotonous life. I'm not fucking like, like panhandling at the gas station down the road. And that's seriously dope. I fucking love that. And, but the biggest thing is that like, I have peace of mind and, and I have connections with other people that I never would possibly have had if I didn't follow this path that was laid out for me. Um, so if you're new, um, there's a crazy life that, that you, honestly, I can't even put it into words. You just have to, if you do the work, I promise you, you will, you will see results in your life will get better. So uh, thank you. Yeah.